Today's show is brought to you by the best-selling book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide, full-spectrum treatments to optimize your dog's life quality and longevity. It's available everywhere books are sold, in both paperback and digital editions, and on the publisher's website at dogcancerbook.com. Use coupon code PODCAST on that website to get 10% off the Dog Cancer Survival Guide today. But honestly, my opinion with thinking in this really aggressive type of tumor that is out with the melanoma vaccine, which is seems so much more promising, and uh, it's, it's evaded the, the radiation, which is such a strong treatment. My feeling is the Panacure would not be, you know, it might be a supportive thing, but I, I just wouldn't hold out great hope that it would really help with the metastasis. Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Here's your host, James Jacobson. Hello, friend. Today's episode is a question and answer show featuring a call that we received on our listener line about a dog with oral melanoma. To answer this caller's question, we have, once again, our medical editor, Dr. Nancy Reese. Dr. Nancy has been practicing veterinary medicine for over 30 years now, and as if that wasn't enough, Dr. Nancy also has a master's degree in preventative veterinary medicine and a PhD in epidemiology for good measure. Best of all, Dr. Nancy loves sharing her knowledge and compassion with all of us dog lovers. Once again, Dr. Nancy, thank you so much for being with us. All right, nice to be back. Uh, your listeners always seem to have some good, challenging questions, so it's always a, a good discussion with you. Well, I think you will enjoy this question from Shirley in Arizona, who has a rescue dog. Let's listen. Hi, my name is uh, Shirley Ernst, and I live in Arizona. I have a uh, a rescue dog. She's probably 11, 12 at most. She has been diagnosed with oral melanoma. I have been doing uh, these radiation, the three days radiation, and then also she already got the, the fourth vaccine. And I have been, you know, doing the diet and um, a lot of natural stuff, most from CBDs, for factor etc. And now she has the cancer in the mouth and also in the least notes when she was diagnosed. She was age three. So like a week ago, I started to feel like her lean's notes are getting bigger. And uh, I went to the oncologist and they took an x-ray and seems like she has a little tumor in her lungs. So I just want to have an advice what I can do next because, you know, despite all everything that I have been done, so it seems like uh, the stupid melanoma is not stopping. And I was reading about Penacure and, uh, well, I just want to ask for any advice because uh, according to oncologists, the only option that I have is to do chemo. And she said that I only have 30% of chances. Thank you so much. Stupid melanoma. I like that. And it's probably how a lot of people feel when they're grappling with cancer. Stupid melanoma. Dr. Nancy, this sounds like it's metastasizing. What are your thoughts for Shirley? Yeah, well, I'd have to agree with you of stupid melanoma because it is, especially the oral ones, they're just 
really awful tumors. I mean, not that there's a lot of good tumors out there, but but some are certainly worse than others. And you can see all the things that she has done. She's done the best possible treatments between the radiation and the vaccine, which mm-hmm. when the vaccine came out, it really made us excited. But obviously it, it isn't 100% effective in all cases. And it's just such an aggressive cancer that despite those best efforts, uh, unfortunately, it seems to have spread to the the lymph nodes and presumably the, the lungs as well. So uh, like I said, just, I think she wrapped it up the best saying stupid melanoma. <laughs> I think that's so true. So the oral melanoma vaccine, let's talk a little bit about that and the idea of using both the vaccine and the rounds of radiation. Yeah. So the, the radiation helps to shrink the size of it overall. So it's it's a pretty good treatment in terms of getting rid of the bulk of the mass that's in the mouth. Uh, the melanoma vaccine, I think it was kind of one of the first vaccine types of things we had for cancer. So again, super exciting. And they actually uh, make it from a human version of a component that stimulates the dog's immune system to fight the, the cancer. So it's, it's kind of one of these interesting ones where the humans are actually helping the dogs mm-hmm. Whereas usually most of the things are the dog studies help the humans. So yay for us. One health. We like this one health, one health. Yes, we do. Yeah. So the, the idea of the vaccine is to, again, we're always looking for those ways to get the body's own immune system to attack the cancer because that's what the body tries to do in general. You know, we're always fighting off things. I mean, there's probably so many things that happen to a dog or a human on a daily basis that could have run rampant and caused problems, but our immune system has effectively dealt with it. So, you know, some cancers never get started because the immune system can can go after it. So once the tumor is already there, the idea is to supercharge the immune system to attack that particular cell type and try to reduce the uh, the effects of it. But again, unfortunately, it's not, not sometimes a, a full-blown cure. Well, as a, I think you have your PhD in epidemiology, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, vaccines are something that people talk about a lot these days, just to make sure, because we've covered this before on Dog Cancer Answers, but this vaccine is not something you do as a preventative. Correct. It's something you do once you have the diagnosis. Right, right. It's very specific to, you know, train the body to go after those types of cells. And the normal uh, melanin or pigment containing cells that, that exist in the body. I mean, that's what causes, you know, things like freckles or black pigment or the black spots in dogs' tongues. They have melanocytes, which are the melanin containing cells. But when those cells go rampant and turn into cancer, they become the melanoma. And those cells react a little differently than normal melanin cells. So the vaccine helps to target the abnormal ones and get the body to fight off the cancer that way. So going back to that first question I posed, clearly, uh, Shirley sounds like she's the type A personality based on our personality structure. So she's doing everything she possibly can. Is it pretty common in a situation like this to use both radiation and the vaccine? Uh, Yeah, it's definitely not uncommon, depending on what resources that particular uh, guardian has available to them. So some people are so against radiation that they would not consider that and they might just use the vaccine or they might try to surgically remove as much of the tumor as they can if it's in a area that, that that's possible. So you might do surgery and then the vaccine afterwards to try to prevent the metastasis. 
So the metastasis that she is seeing now, you know, in terms of going into the lymph nodes and seeing it in the lung, just pretty much textbook. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's just it's just such an aggressive type of tumor that it is not uncommon to have it continue to spread despite the best efforts. Well, Shirley asked about Panicure. I want to get into that right after the break. We'll be right back. And now a message from your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpuff. The green, grassy, beef liver spike smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it, Everpuff traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. It helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I wouldn't have it any other way. I want my Everpup. It just makes me feel good. I am so grateful to be your dog and for the Everpup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. If your dog has cancer, you need to get a copy of the best-selling animal health book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. Because no matter what you've heard, there are always steps that you can take to help your dog fight and maybe even beat cancer. At nearly 500 pages, this comprehensive guide is your complete reference for practical, evidence-based strategies that can optimize the life quality and longevity of your dog. It's written by two of the most respected names in dog cancer, full-spectrum veterinarian Damien Dressler and veterinary oncologist Susan Ettinger. With the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, you'll learn everything that you need to know about conventional treatments, surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, including how to reduce their side effects. You'll also discover the most effective non-conventional options, including nutraceuticals and supplements and diet, as well as mind-body medicine. What I love most about this book, which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com, and when you check out, use the promo code PODCAST, and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com, and use the promo code PODCAST to save 10%. 
I want to let you know about an important newsletter. It's called Dog Cancer News. Now, with a name like that, it is not for everyone. But if your dog has cancer, you will want to subscribe. That's because every issue features articles that will be helpful, such as low-carb dog cancer diet recipes, new clinical trials, financial resources to help pay for cancer care, information on supplements, and lots of other helpful info that your veterinarian may not know or have the time to share with you. Also, when you subscribe to Dog Cancer News, you will get a weekly update on the topics covered on this podcast, along with links and resources. So how much does Dog Cancer News cost? Well, today, you can subscribe for free. It's our gift. For a limited time, you can get a full year's subscription for free. No strings attached. Just go to this website to sign up for the newsletter now, dogcancernews.com. It takes less than 10 seconds to subscribe, and it is totally free. Do it now at dogcancernews.com. So one of the things that Shirley asked about was Panicure that she'd been reading about. What are your thoughts on that? Her oncologist says that, you know, just stick with chemotherapy. But what are your thoughts on Panicure and what is Panicure? <laughs> Good question there. Uh, yeah, the oncologist, I think, mentioned chemo was the, quote, best option, yeah. and uh, but still only gave it a 30% mm-hmm. uh, chance. And I think that's, yeah, that that's very realistic because it just, it's not one of the most chemo responsive cancers, you know, something like lymphoma, we can say, wow, a lot of lymphomas do very well with chemo melanoma. It's just not as effective anyhow. So, you know, we've already got a cancer that's spread multiple places. So the the chemo is, is a tough option when you've only been given 30% odds. Panicure is a brand name. And so the drug is fenbendazole that's in it. And a lot of people have probably heard of that or maybe even had their dog uh, on Panicure at one point or another because it started out as a dewormer and it hmm. works for yeah bizarre things that, you know, how we started trying to use dewormers for cancers. I <laughs> and other things that I connection. hear. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and other things. <laughs> so it, it, it's pretty amazing. And this whole concept of using existing drugs for cancers, I find fascinating. There's a whole uh, subject, they call it the the repurposing of drugs. So they're looking at drugs that have been used for other things like deworming or, you know, certain antibiotics and things. They go back and find that some of these drugs truly have anti-cancer effects. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a testament to the fact that we cannot seem to come up with truly things that cure cancer. So people are desperately looking for outside the normal realm and trying to find drugs that have uh, at least some benefit. And with Panicure, though, the fenbendazole, that, that class of drugs, they actually have several effects that could potentially affect cancer. It seems to uh, sort of stimulate the P53 gene, which is the tumor suppressor gene. And who doesn't want a tumor suppressor gene to be, you know, charged up when you've got cancer? Um, so it, it seems to have some effect on that. It also seems to affect some things called microtubules, which is, is one of the ways that cancer tries to spread by forming these microtubules. So the fenbendazole seems to have an effect on cutting off that signaling pathway. And then there's some other pathways that affect apoptosis. The panic here seems to uh, stimulate. So you're you're causing potentially some cell suicide, like we all want cancer cells to do. Mm-hmm. 
So it seems like in test tubes, the Panicure seems to work pretty well against, well, I shouldn't say well, it has some effect on some human melanoma cells. And it's fascinating work, and I think it's a possible supportive type of thing. But honestly, my opinion with thinking in this really aggressive type of tumor that is out with the melanoma vaccine, which is seems so much more promising, and it's evaded the, the radiation, which is such a strong treatment, my feeling is the Panicure would not be, you know, it might be a supportive thing, but I, I just wouldn't hold out great hope that it would really help with the metastasis, unfortunately. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for trying things because the odds are so bad and, and Panicure is a pretty low risk drug. It doesn't have significant side effects. I think I did see one case of a human dosing himself and they caused some liver problems. But, you know, with, with proper <laughs> dosing, I think you can do it safely <laughs> in a dog. We humans like to use pet dewormers. Do yes, we do. <laughs> uh, so Shirley, you know, basically her oncologist said, "Let's stick with the chemo." Your thought is Bianca is probably right. Let's stick with that on this. However, it sounds like Shirley is also doing these other a variety of things in terms of diet and CBD and supplements. Good stuff to be doing for the quality of life for her pup. Absolutely, I think again, all those things help support quality of life. And and as we've mentioned before, I mean, sometimes that if they can maintain a quality of life, even if they still have cancer, that's a desirable goal as well. Awesome. Well, Dr. Nancy Reese, thank you so much for your input on Shirley's dog. Well, I hope that something helps this dog because it's a really tough diagnosis to get. And thank you, listener. Oral melanoma is one of the tougher cancers that can attack our dogs. And as Dr. Nancy went over, treating it often requires aggressive tactics, just like the ones that Shirley and her dog pursued. If your dog has been diagnosed with oral melanoma or with any other cancer, we welcome you to join us on our support group. You can find that at dogcancersupport.com. That's dogcancersupport.com. It is a vibrant community of dog lovers going through the same hardship. You can find links to the resources mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and you can find those at dogcanceranswers.com. Also, if you have a question that you would like answered on a future episode of Dog Cancer Answers, well, just give us a call on our listener line, and you can do that at 808-868-3200. That number again is 808-868-3200. It is a recorded line available to you 24 hours, seven days a week. Well, that is all for today's show. I'm James Jacobson, and from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I'd like to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcanceranswers.com or call our listener line at 808-868-3200. And here's a friendly reminder that you probably already know. This podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of the advice you receive from your dog's veterinarian. Only veterinarians who examine your dog can give you veterinary advice or diagnose your dog's medical condition. Your reliance on the information you hear on this podcast is solely at your own risk. 
If your dog has a specific health problem, contact your veterinarian. Also, please keep in mind that veterinary information can change rapidly. Therefore, some information may be out of date. Dog Cancer Answers is a presentation of Maui Media in association with Dog Podcast Network. Does the act of taking paper to pen and writing help to heal a broken heart after your dog dies? Sheila Cooperman says yes. She joins us on Dog Cancer Answers to tell her true tale about Tucker, her dog who died last year from lymphoma. Sheila shares how writing about him is helping her heal not only from his loss, but from other heartbreaks as well. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts and at dogcancer.com slash podcast.